Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number nine of Confidence from Within. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today's topic is something that I was so excited to talk about because I have a very personal relationship with this topic, and that is discipline. And I believe that to be a very key, important topic in any weight loss journey because we have been told time and time again that we have to have more discipline. If you're trying to say avoid eating all the sugar or if you're trying to exercise every morning, whatever that is, right? And that is a topic that, you know, I think there is a little bit of a status quo belief system around it. And I created this podcast to challenge a lot of those status quo out there, specifically if I believe that a new fresh perspective could actually be beneficial to you and the success of your journey. So that is truly my intention here today is to give you a new way to look at it, but also to give you very specifics of my own experience navigating discipline and some of the lessons that I have learned so that you can make your own decisions on how you want to go about it in your own life. The one other reason why I decided to bring this topic today is that I feel that the perception or the sort of fantasy of having tons and tons of discipline, call it that, and we're going to define it in just a second, is potentially one of the main reasons why women fail in in their perspectives, in their weight loss efforts. Because when you do something that it's just not intrinsic to you, then you're already climbing a mountain. Then you put discipline as a label on top, which equals success. So if I'm disciplined, I'm doing it right, right? Then when you don't manage to keep it up, because, you know, that's just how it is, that's when we blame ourselves. That's when we feel guilty, that we punish ourselves. And a lot of times that's when we kick the diet. That's when we go back to the sugars and whatever the, you know, comfort foods that you have in your um, in your mind, because now we're putting ourselves in this depreciative state. We're like we're putting ourselves down that we did not succeed at the goal. We didn't have enough discipline, right? So just because I see this topic being so detrimental for women, and specifically in their weight loss efforts, that I just really wanted to tackle it and say, let's look at it. <laughs> on a different angle. And hopefully this will inspire you to contemplate this topic a little bit, you know, broad in a broader way than you have prior. So just a little history of myself and the concept of discipline and how I interpret it. Growing up, 
I grew up in Brazil, as most of you know, and if you didn't, now you do. And part of the reality growing up is that we had to compete for everything. So if you wanted to get, you know, a good place in, or even if you wanted to get into the school that I went to, even as a little child, you had to take a test and compete for a spot because people used to be put on a waiting list the moment mommy got pregnant, you know, for, you know, when you became three or four years old to get into school. Then to get into university, I had to compete with thousands of students to get into the program that I chose, which at that time was veterinary medicine, uh, which I did not finish. I instead immigrated to Canada and changed my career. But competition was a really present energy growing up for me because there was way more people than opportunities the way that I where I grew up and with that in order to get what you want in order to be the best in your you know little world you had to do things in a higher level than everybody else you had to be able to sit down and study for longer you had to have discipline and the reason I think why this is such an important concept to me is that I grew up my entire life believing that discipline was the solution to getting ahead. Discipline was the only way to get to my goals, meaning I would push my body way beyond, you know, its own triggers that it was hurting, that it was tired. I just felt the discipline was noble. The discipline was more important, more important than how I felt. So look at that. And I'm using myself as an example because I'm speaking out of real experience here. I used to have a very um, deep relationship with discipline growing up. And that has really been one of the reasons why I have, you know, I believe that I have created a lot of my own problems, including my health problems and a lot of the difficulties that I've had in my life in terms of putting my body through such a tremendous amount of stress, majority of it self-imposed, and I had to deal with those consequences later in life and some of which I still deal with to this day. But anyways, I digress. So when you look at discipline, in the traditional sense of the word, you would think it is the ability to keep going, to you know, laser focus on a goal and not stop until you get there, right? So there's a very, like I said, noble perspective to discipline. Nowadays, I look at discipline as the thing that you need to keep going when we are not in congruency with who we are. Because if you are in congruency, if you are doing all and only the things that you love to do, you do not need discipline. If you love shopping and I give you a credit card and I said, go out there and shop your heart out, you do not need discipline to go shopping if you love it. However, if you love shopping, and I'll tell you, go there and only buy one pair of shoes, you're going to have to have discipline to not buy, right? Because your congruent love to do thing is to spend the money on shoes. And I'm bringing this up because 
you know, this has come up in different angles. In the episode, I talked about motivation. And if you have not listened to it, it is episode number four. And it was a different but similar concept that we only need motivation when we are not working towards our inner priorities. And I believe that's the same for discipline, that we only need discipline, which is, you know, there to prevent you from doing something, whereas motivation is there to push you towards doing something when you're not in congruency with who you are. And I look at my life now, and one of the things that at first I believed I had discipline on towards was studying. And that's the example I used earlier with all the competition to get into the right school or the best schools and to get into the programs that I wanted and all of those things. I was somebody that could sit down on a chair and study for eight, 10, 10 plus hours, maybe get up to pee a couple of times and have a couple of snacks next to me. But I could literally, and to be very honest, I still can if I choose to, sit down and study for hours and hours and hours. And without feeling like I'm pushing myself. And that is the interesting part. I don't need discipline if I'm studying something that I'm legitimately interested and passionate about. I don't need discipline. I just do it. But when you look at, and I have done the exercise before, when I look at my list of priorities, those inner priorities that propel and motivate me, learning and teaching are two of the highest in my list of values. Those are the things I love to do more than almost anything else. So it is no coincidence that I have the most quotations, discipline, and organization and order around those things, specifically in this case, learning, it is because it is such an intrinsic inner value to me. So can you really call it discipline? I question that. You know, if you're using discipline in the context of pushing yourself to do that which you perceive you have to do, then no, it's not discipline. It is inspiration. Like I am truly inspired to sit down and learn Because the more I learn, the more I know, the more I understand the body, which fascinates me, and the better I can teach and the better I can serve, which is my highest value. So for me, it is this propelling means to the end that I always, always seeking. I always want to become better than the day before at teaching my craft. So I'm not even sure if I would consider that discipline. Like I said, I believe it's more being in an inspired stage rather than because if you look at other areas of my life and the one that I bring up all the time, so if you heard this before, you know it's coming, laundry. (laughs) I have no order in the world of folding laundry. My husband does the laundry, but he's not able to necessarily fold and put mine away because mine is all this, this is, cannot go in the dryer. This is special this, this is special that. Like just because of the fabrics and types of clothing I like, they're complicated and I should just simplify that as like a goal of mine. Next goal is to simplify my laundry situation. But it is something that requires so much discipline to me 
it is so, so hard for me to go and do it because it is nowhere near my priority list. And it is not something that is connected, congruent to how I want to spend my time. Therefore, I need a lot of discipline for it. So you know what I'm getting at here? So just to kind of finish that example, and then I'm going to tie it all back to food and eating and weight loss. On the laundry example, what I have discovered is, even though I dislike to do it, but at this exact moment, I still have to do it, especially COVID, we're, you know, keeping the house to a minimum, so we're not looking to bring somebody in to do, you know, house chores for us just yet. What I discovered is, and not just discovered, but what I've been studying under uh, Dr. John Demartini, is that if you are not able to delegate something uh, just yet and you perceive you have to do it, like I need clean clothes, the next best step is to link it to your highest values. So I thought, okay, what can I do while folding laundry that I can truly multitask so I don't perceive that I'm wasting all of that time folding and organizing, but rather I'm still doing something of value to me. And I thought, okay, I can listen to podcasts and audiobooks and the topics that I want to learn about while I'm folding the laundry. So it has helped a little bit, uh, even though it's still not my favorite thing to do. I listening to the books, absolutely, but not while folding laundry. <laughs> Full transparency. However, anytime that I have to, when things pile up for maybe a week and a half, I go up there and that's what I do. I put on my headphones, turn on whatever I want to listen to, and I go at it, right? So that is just an example for you uh, so that you can really understand where I'm coming from. Now, let's bring it all the way back to a new diet. And I love to use the example that anytime we start a new diet, you know, just the excitement of it and the possibilities of it usually serve as another motivator, right? So we get all excited. And at the beginning, we actually have this, you know, self-propelling force that pushes us forward. But especially if what you're asked to do is not something you love. So let's just say if you love food and flavors and you're told to eat the same boring thing seven days a week or the opposite, that you are a very boring eater, you're happy that way, and then the program is telling you to you know, cook crazy meals that's taking you four hours a day in the kitchen, you know, anything that goes against, like I said, your inner thermometer, anything that goes against your, that's not congruent with your natural, if I made no effort, this is who I am, self, you will always require discipline to fulfill that task because it is not aligned, it's not congruent with who you are. And when it comes to weight loss, that becomes very tricky because 90 to 95% of diets fail, right? And yes, we can push the body in different ways. And I tell this to clients, especially ones that want to see results faster than their bodies are capable of providing them with. Yes, there there are tools, there are gimmicks, there are even some supplements that, for that matter, that we can use to speed up results to give you the perception of success. However, 
not in a sustainable way, meaning the moment that you stop that diet, the moment that you change how you're doing something, or the moment that quotations, you lack discipline and you go back to eating all the sugar because you didn't actually correct the imbalance that was leading to the craving, discipline becomes necessary. The moment you can't keep up anymore, you go back to square one. And for some people, they go back further back than where they started, right? And this is important because if you want lasting results, you're not going to get it by putting band-aids in. You're not going to get it by just pushing yourself. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you have to go to the root cause. I like to call this like demo day if you're thinking about renovating a house. It has to get messy before it looks pretty again or a better version of what it was before. And part of the getting messy is really that getting real, getting honest, and doing the work to get to that root cause. And that could be anything. That could be doing a lot of the inner work, the deep work. That is what I teach in my wage release program. And the deep work goes very specifically into a lot of those emotional areas that are hiding in our subconscious mind that are triggers for the overeating, that are triggers for the accumulation of excess body weight, that it's either we've never touched before, we perceive it's too painful, or we're just simply not aware that are causing our patterns and behaviors. But if we don't start there, what I call the true deep work, the mind shifts, you're going to be forever climbing this mountain. You're going to be forever facing the same difficulties, but they're just going to present themselves in different forms, right? So I do believe that that first step is the mind shifts, very specific one. So I take a lot of this knowledge and all these things I've studied for a while and I apply it specifically to weight management. And that is really my passion. It's cracking that code and showing women there is a way and it's very different than what you've been told and very different than what you probably even expect and accepting the timing that your body may take and getting to understand how you feel is so important and it cannot be neglected if all you're going for is the you know, change the body or take the supplements and, you know, just that superficial level, you're going to get some results, but you're probably not going to get results to the depth of what you're looking for and results that will be lasting to the point that you want. And what I want to do is give you that lasting solution and more than a solution, it's a roadmap because I can give you steps, but you still have to walk the talk, right? You still have to do the work. And I don't want to give a false impression that it's going to be a one, two, three, and you're done type of thing. Like deep work is deep, right? And you have to do it. I can't do it in your behalf, but I can really show you maybe shortcuts or what is the best way to take that, you know, road and stick to it. So anyway, so if you're interested in that aspect of the journey and of my work, that is a part of my way release shift program. And if you need more information, you can go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash release and you can read about it. And at the bottom, you're going to be prompted to schedule a free call with me 
so that we can chat because I'm only welcoming members to the program if I believe I can help you. If not, I will, you know, send you in a different direction and give you some other resources. But I really want to harness this community of women that I know I can give you results and we're all aligning our goals and our mission and we're all doing the deep work together. So if you're curious or interested, check nataliejoyce.ca slash release and I'll also put the link to the show notes. So now, so we looked at it that discipline in the traditional sense of it is when we push ourselves to do something because it is not in full congruency with our inner priorities, okay? And if you're at all curious about that type of stuff, like listen to episode four on motivation, because I'll give you the almost like other side of that coin, but in a, in a way very parallel in the whole pushing and trying to achieve something scenario. Then the second aspect of it, especially when it comes to your weight loss journey is, okay, if I want to stick to something that I don't naturally want to do, but I know I have to, for example, not eat the sugar. How can you stick to it? How can you get there, right? And like I said, if all you rely on is on discipline, so what I see often when people come to me, they say, and this this has happened several times, that people come and say, well, I've done a sugar cleanse. And I always say, okay, how's that go? And usually they say, I was able to stay off sugar for 30 days as the plan required. But on day 31, I ate all the candy I could find, right? And that is because a forced avoidance of that which you seek is not a solution to your problems. And that is the perfect case that we can have discipline if we know it's finite. Do you relate to that? If you know we are only doing it for a few days, most people can find discipline to do something, which is kind of like interesting because some people will argue that that is a good thing. So you should set your goals at small increments at a time. And when you get to it, you set it again. And you get to it, you set it again. Uh, and that's fine if that works for you. But I feel that my mind is kind of like smart and sneaky. And I cannot trick it, <laughs> if that makes sense. I have learned that over the years. Like those little mind tricks don't work for me because I know that I'll have to reset it and I know seven days is not really the true goal. So anyways, so for me, it has worked better that if I am not yet to tap into that, which I want to do fully from the place of congruency, very much like I said about the laundry, you have to link it. And the linking process you know, there's an art and there's techniques to it, but in a simple introductory way, just to give you a little bit of an idea, the linking is looking for all the ways that not eating the sugar are connected and are propelling you to get to that place that you want to go. So I'm going to use the laundry quickly here. Linking for me is how can doing the laundry fulfill that which I want to do, which is learning, teaching, and, you know, building this very inspired business that its main focus is impact in the world. Those are my three top priorities, call it that. And I would say that for me, the linking there was, okay, laundry can be time that I carve 
to be able to listen to audiobooks and podcasts that have been piling up that I have not had time otherwise and I want to. But also, I can start looking at it and linking that, okay, if I have a clean laundry room, it's not messy, it's organized, organization calms my soul, <laughs> I love things being organized, and having a messy laundry room does drive me crazy. And just that amount of driving me crazy is taking on mental space, it's causing some stress on the back of my mind. And that prevents me from showing up as the best version of myself to the client, to my clients in the world. So that is what I mean by linking. Start looking at all the ways that if you do the laundry or don't do the laundry, how does that impact your true inner priorities? And I make it my job to now write 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 reasons why temporarily doing something I don't want to do, laundry, propels me to get what I want or just learn, you know, grow my business, study, teach. And it is that linking process that may sound a bit tedious, but I don't do it in one shot. I just keep it there. And anytime something else comes to my mind, I write it down, write it down. I want it to be to a point that it's so clear to me that doing the laundry is not taking time away from the things that I want to do. On the contrary, it is actually helping with the process. It's a huge shift in mindset so that you can do so if with ease. If you do the same to the eating sugar, yes, there's going to be some obvious ones, right? You don't need the sugar. You're probably going to get to your goals faster. Impact on blood sugar will be positive and all of the above, but you need to dig deep if you want this to work for you. And that is in part what I help the women do in our deep work in my program, but you need to continue to go until your brain believes, because like I said, tricking your mind is not going to work until your brain believes that not touching that sugar is actually more advantageous than doing so, if that makes sense. You're going to get to the point that your choice of not eating the sugar is actually your choice, that you don't need discipline to not eat the sugar. It is just a choice that your mind makes for you. And that is a road that is not something that happens, you know, in a millisecond necessarily could. I'm not saying that it won't, but for some people, it takes a little bit of work and practice to really start shifting those very deep, you know, thought patterns that we have in our minds. But know that in my professional opinion, if all you do is rely on discipline, which I would say is very similar to willpower, right? If you're relying on those outside forces to force you to not do something that you normally would want to do, it's probably not going to last long term. Because the moment it gets hard, the moment you get tired, the moment you get hungry and blood sugar crashes and you get hangry, you know, that's when all of those temporary band-aids go off the window. And if you want the results that I want for you, I do believe you're going to have to dig deeper. You're going to have to do the deep work to get to the other side. So I hope that this brings you some perspective. What I will suggest that you do now is look at your life and maybe pick a couple of areas to start or maybe just the one area and look at what are the different ways that you force yourself, call it that, to do something, or that you impose that you need discipline to do something. And then take a look and see if that something is at all aligned with your inner priorities, the things that you just 
love to get out of bed and do. And if not, which for most people, if you're lacking discipline in something, it is because it is not. I just want you to be aware of that. Then start making a list of how that specific task, that even if it is going to work, right? Like for some people, it's something as big as the, their job. How is that thing that you don't like to do or that thing that you wish to do, let's just say stop eating sugar, is actually going to be facilitating you achieving that which you want. And it could be something totally else. So let's just say the sugar, it could be the person feels when they, you know, stop eating the sugar, that they're going to be able to really accessuate and find the love of their lives. I'm not saying that's the process you need to do, but I'm just saying if that's in your mind, right, start writing all of the ways that that sugar, stopping that sugar will benefit you in 20, 50, 100 different ways to get the brain to link the two actions of not eating the sugar and getting what you truly want. And keep going to the process until you get it. And I guarantee you, it's going to change how you look at discipline. I believe we're not here in this world to force ourselves to do things we don't want. I believe we're here to live inspired, but we have to ask questions. We have to assess why we feel a certain way. We have to care about how we feel, regardless of the world telling us, put your head down and keep pushing. And I do believe that we also need tools. So it is my intention to continue to share with you the tools that have worked for me and my clients. Do the work, do the deep work. Don't be satisfied until you get it. And if you have questions or if you are curious into, you know, going deeper, I'm welcoming you into the community and really encourage you to go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash release, read about it and see if you're ready to do the deep work together. And I'll be happy to jump on a call no matter where you are in the world. If you're in a completely different time zone, we will make it work. Um, so just go in there and I look forward to getting to know you better. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.